first of all, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the FinGen Show. Thanks for being here today with us. I'm really excited to have Marisa from Mozambique with me today. We're actually in Phoenix, Arizona for Global Information Week. And for what an opportunity to introduce such a wonderful person. So with that, welcome to the FinGen Show. My name is Ferris Almi. I'm your host. And Marisa, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so excited and so inspired by your story. It was wonderful for you too. And uh, you know, I, we were talking earlier, cultures never easy to change. Very true. So there's a lot of uh, you know challenges. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about you so you can tell the audience who you are and what you do. Okay. And then next you could maybe tell us about, you know, uh, we can take it from there. Let's okay. start with that. Sounds good. Well, my name is Clarice Mashangwana. I am an African from Mozambique, and I started playing basketball at the age of six. And my life changed because of it. I was given an opportunity that I wouldn't have been able to afford. My parents are not rich. They're very humble people, hard workers. So basketball led me to travel the world because people wanted to see me play basketball. So they play me, paid me free education. And I got to know most of the countries on this continent. Um, and acquire higher education. And uh, at the end of my college degree in US, I was given an opportunity to play for the Women's NBA, which is the, the, the biggest uh, platform for basketball. And then I played abroad. I played in Italy, in South Korea, and Brazil, in Spain, in France. And then when the time uh, arrived for me to retire, I knew I had to provide opportunity for other girls to have the same experience and to be able to acquire education. So I, I, I created the Tourisma Shangwana Foundation, where I preside and create opportunities by using sports as a vehicle to educate. What we do is that we, we, we teach them basketball, where we talk about the social gaps that we have in our society, such as child marriage, uh, school dropouts, uh, forced marriage, early pregnancy. So we create a safe space for wow. girls to learn to love their bodies, to learn about self-esteem, mm -hmm. and to want to be educated, and to also learn to negotiate with their parents why it's important for them to stay in school and not get married. Wow, I mean, I think you just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, so, so a lot of uh, work to be done. A lot of work to be done. been doing it for seven years. My foundation has seven years. Yeah. I'm currently using COVID to acquire more education because I think that is fundamental. Yeah. The world is constantly changing yeah. and we need to adapt those changes. So I came, I came to, to US, specifically Phoenix, to get a master's degree, degree in global management of nonprofit uh, organizations. And also because it's a great opportunity to build relationships, build networks, because that's how you remain creative, you innovate, and stay current. You know, it's easy to be in love with your own idea and not grow from it. You know, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that's something I always joke about. That you gotta bust the net of what you think the world is, because the world for, for your view is limited, unfortunately, based on the view that you have. Yeah. So, which is, you know, there are 7 billion people in the world, and I'm not essentially that you have one view. <laughs> and this is, uh, so I, I love the concept because one of the things that, uh, first of all, when you say retired, you know, you make us all look so old, 
because we're so young. So the tire usually is you know, 65, they fill it up, and you don't definitely, uh, not that. So it's uh, inspiring to hear that term coming from there. But I wanted to go back to actually and dig a little bit into it is starting this foundation has challenges, especially when we're talking about these kinds of critical issues. Show us, I mean, uh, we don't have time to do all of them. I sure. The 10 minutes, the idea is to bust these myths. Mm -hmm. And I love one of the things you mentioned about continuous education. I always believe entrepreneurs have always had education. They might have had a formal education. You're choosing to take a formal education. Sure. But I know that even within, without the formal education, you were always searching for information. And that's something that I know is a lot of successful entrepreneurs who do well for their businesses. Seem to always search and seek the kind of information. So, with that, what would be one of the challenges that you faced, whether it's information gathering or whether it's starting any of those, and just show us one of the challenges? Yeah, uh, there, there is perhaps two challenges. One is to create a service or product that is sustainable. Mm -hmm. One thing is you have a one good year and where your services are bought or your product is bought and everything's going good and you generate profit. But then in the long run, how do you maintain that? I think it's, it's it, you have to create the right pillars in order to be sustainable. And by that, uh, I think you have, in my case, you have to engage the people that you're serving. I'm serving the bottom of the pyramid, yeah. and oftentimes they cannot pay for the services, but we find other ways. For example, we provide job training, and we also get community involved. So they value the product and the respect. And not only that, they take ownership of what they learn, and they spread the knowledge in the community, as opposed to the knowledge remaining in, in my foundation, and we have to continuously reinvent the machine. That way, we, we train young girls to earn their toys, to become powerful and confident leaders, and then they go to the communities and they exercise their power. They bring communities together and they teach them, hey, it's better if we stay in school because at 18 or 20, I can go to college and then get a better job as opposed to becoming a mother. Such a, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a model that, that helps the program continue alone on its own as opposed to depending on one of them. But I think that's how the, the any business should, should have the potential to scale. Yeah. Because otherwise, sure, it dies. Sure, sure. Yeah. Thank you for that. So that's one of the challenges. Can you tell me, I mean, uh, one of your successes, I mean, I know the last uh, call of milestone successes, right? You might have succeeded at least securing the name, right? Or securing the business. But give me just one of the successes you felt like if you're in top of the world. Yeah. It could be a story about one of the girls you worked with. Yeah, yeah. I think any 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 founder uh, always looking for more and hard to define a success, but Throughout our seven years, we've been able to send one girl here with a scholarship here in New York City. Okay. And she's the example of growing up in very humble meetings, but then through the discipline of working hard on the basketball court and also dedicating herself to school, how opportunities just match up her dedication and another door opening. I think that is the example of, I can do very well despite the place where I'm going. Africa, whatever, it's just 
is your determination and discipline that takes you to get to the next degree, the next degree. So, well, clearly I can keep you all there as you talk about all these wonderful things and some of the challenges, some of the options you're providing. Uh, as you know, we're trying to keep it within 10 minutes. Sure. Frame, so sure. my last question for you would be, if you were to go back and look at your health as you're starting out, mm -hmm. and I know it's hard because I also people the so things are so different, the knowledge is different, your brain might have been able to get capacity, wise to handle the information, but what would you tell someone starting this business or trying to do what you're doing. Yeah. Let me tell you what you're doing with the, with the girls, but starting an enterprise that is doing social good or doing social economic good. Yeah, I think that um, oftentimes when you start a business, you're trying to mainly focus and generate profits so that you keep the lights and the water running. Yeah. But at times you fail to understand that the, the that process goes faster if you are building and securing good relationships. You treat people right, you write them not only when you need the money, you understand to show the report of what you've done. So building those relationships, maintaining them healthy, I think is a very, very determining part of your business because you are continuously meeting people and then learning from what they're doing to advance your work. So you must maintain the relationships. Thank you so much. Uh, relationships is key. I always have to leave that. And hearing it from you, you made it very crystal clear that it's not about when you need something, it's about keeping that healthy relationship and asking them different times what they're doing and just keeping them engaged as well. So, fabulous. Thank you. It's wonderful to meet you in person. And thank you so much for taking the time to share with us with the viewers here thank you. at the FinGen Show. So, thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you again for tuning in. Uh, this is again the FinGen Show. I'm your host, Bear Salmi. Tune in next time. Thank you.